Amen. All right, so those at home, if you're watching at home, we say, I'm going to say welcome now. You know, 45 minutes into the service, I'll tell you welcome. Thanks for being here. And, and if there's any needs that you have or something you want to communicate to us, please do. You can do it right there on Facebook or you can shoot me a text. I don't know if I'm going to get my number out. I did that one time before. I don't think I'm It's going out to the whole world. I have everybody hitting me up on, face, on my texting. So I, I don't know if I'm going to do that. But if you're on Facebook, you can just direct message right there or whatever. And Kevin, I got my phone up here. So if you shoot me, I'll check that. Last week I had two or three come in. I didn't see them until we were done. I wasn't, I wasn't on top of it. So I, I'm, I'm going to try to do better this week. Well, let's, um, I hope you have your outline. Let's, let's pick up where we left off last week. I, I, I know with the way I teach and go through this, it's going to take long. Uh, than a week. We won't, I, we won't get through tonight, but maybe we'll get through next week. But I'm not in a hurry. I'm not trying to be in a hurry to get through this. I want to teach, and I want us to, 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 to walk through this stuff and learn. I mean, that's the reason we're doing this. I'm not just trying to check a box and go, oh, I got through another one of those lessons. That's not the idea here. And as we look at prayer, prayer is such an important part uh, of our faith. It's such an important part of what we do as Christians in our, in our the, the, just the day-to-day living out our faith. We should be in the Word of God. We should be spending time in prayer. And, and we should be, I mean, there's so many should-bes. But there are two that if we don't do, if you don't spend time praying, you don't spend time in the Word of God, your battery's going to draw, it's going to draw down. I mean, it's, it's, it's like, you know, it's like we're a rechargeable battery. And, and, you know, if you get those rechargeable batteries, at some point you've got to plug them back in. And that's the way we plug in, folks, is we get in contact with God. We listen to what he has to say to us. He speaks to us through his word. Uh, I was share, sharing with you a week or so, a while back about I'm, I'm always leery of people who get these extra revelations. In fact, I'm not leery of them. I just flat out shut them out. They get extra revelations. They get, they get something, something new, something that they didn't get it from the word of God. They just, you know, I was meditating or whatever. And I had this thought that came to mind and, and I, and I want to do this or want to do that. I think that's what we ought to do. And I go, well, look, if, it, if it's not in the word of God, um, the, the Lord has finished it. It's, it's here. We're not getting these new. And, and somebody asked me what I thought about the prophecies. And uh, I, got, I got that on Debbie. Thank you. And I'll, I'll update that before we leave. We'll, we'll update that. Thank you. Um, I don't know what I was saying. Oh, somebody asked me about what I thought about these modern day prophets. I said, well, here's what I think. I think when they, when they have a false prophecy, that we, we need to do what they, they did in the Old Testament. And when a prophet was wrong, they stoned them. And you know what? They'll stop prophesying. They'll, all these fakes will quit. They, you'll, it'll end. Because I heard a lot of this junk, of these these. Christian folks that were saying, oh, Trump's not leaving off. He's going to be, or he's going to be back. I've had a word from God on this. All right, well, let's take you out and let's do what they do with the prophets then. And uh, we won't be hearing all that. That would fix all that. But, you know, people are, are following all kind of things. So, look, the word of God has all we need. It's there. Everything is there. It's complete. Every, every situation we have in life, the Bible deals with it. It may not spell it out. We've got terminology of things today. But there's nothing new under the sun, folks. And we're not experiencing anything that, I mean, we, we okay, yeah, cell phone problems. We, that's new. All right. So, but they've had problems. They've had issues for all of time. And the Word of God has dealt, will deal with that. And we've got, and I mean, we're blessed. We're, we're so blessed. I mean, there was a time they didn't have the Word of God. We, we take it for granted. How many of if you walk through, do this tonight. Go home and count how many Bibles you have in your house. Gina's got a weird look on her face. 
So my wife has, has three addictions. She likes pocketbooks. What's the other one, Gina? What's the second one? She likes shoes. She likes shoes. She likes pocketbooks. A lot of ladies do. And she likes Bibles. And she'll be, she'll be like, something will come from Amazon. And what you got there? A Bible. You got a Bible? You ain't read the last one you bought. You no, I don't mean she don't read it. She ain't read all the way through it. You got to finish it before you get a new one. We, I, I counted one day. We got over 20 Bibles in our house. We got over 20 Bibles in our house. And, and uh, I, I think how many people around the world don't have a single copy of the Bible? And uh, folks, do not, do not let the gift that God has given us sit on a shelf or sit there and not be used. And, and, and get in it. Get in your word. All right, so the purpose of prayer is this where we started and left off was the purpose of prayer. We, we looked at A. We were looking at James where, where the struggle that we have, we've even mentioned this tonight about praying. Verse 3 says, and you ask and you do not. Uh, or um, verse 2 says, you fight in war, yet you do not have because you do not ask. The Lord, Lord says, hey, a lot of times you don't have because you haven't asked me. You know, my, my son, there's probably things Jesse would like to have. All you have to do is ask. But sometimes I can't get Jesse to talk. So it's like, if you don't ask, I don't know. So, you know, if, you, if he asks, and if he asks for something that I want to give him, am I going to withhold that from him? I, I've told you all the story before. One year at Christmas, Jesse said, I, I, want, I want a Bible. I want a Bible in the kind that we serve, is what he said. That's the way, for, I'll never forget the way he phrased it. In the kind that we serve. I'm like, what do you mean? Well, what he meant was he wanted a King James Bible. And that's what I was preaching out of at the time. King James Bible. But he wanted an adult Bible. He didn't want a kiddie Bible. He wanted, I don't know how old he was at that point. Ten, eight, nine, ten years old maybe. But he wanted a grown-up Bible. He didn't want a kiddie Bible anymore. And so what does dad do when his son comes and asks for a Bible? No, son, you cannot have a Bible. What do you mean? You're not old. No, I'm going, praise God, that's a great thing. I'd love to give you God's Word. And so... We gave him what he asked for because it matched up with what I wanted to give. So many times we don't have because we don't ask. We don't go before God and ask him. And a lot of times there's things that God would love to give us, but he's not going to force it on us. He says you do not have because you do not ask. And then he says you ask and do not receive. So sometimes we do ask and we don't get it because we ask amiss. And, and how are we asking amiss? that you may spend it on your, on your pleasures, on your own pleasures, what we want to do. It's our selfish prayers. And, and so, you know, that's why I, sh I share, you know, I don't know what God's plan is with these folks that are sick. I don't know what God has planned. But, but I don't think I'm asking amiss, uh, though I desire to see them healed, but I don't think that's a selfish prayer to pray for their healing. And until we know what God's will is, we're going to pray and we're going to ask. So, you know, we were talking about this last week. God's word reveals these things. If you're going to pray according to God's word, if you're going to pray according to his will, you got to know his word. As you know his word, as you know him, then you know his will. You can understand what his will is. And when we pray according to his will, he'll answer those prayers. When our, when, when, when our desire matches his desire for us, man, it's a no-brainer. God's going God's gonna to answer that prayer. Uh, but what we want to do is we want to spend time reading the Word of God because that's how God speaks to us, and we spend time praying, and that's how we express our heart to God and we talk to him. And as we pray and as we listen, it's amazing as we pray how often God speaks to us. But he speaks to us even in those times of prayer. How? Through his Word. 
He brings to mind things from the Word of God that we've studied. And, and you know what? If you're going to recall the Word of God, you've got to have called the Word of God. Amen? You can't recall something that ain't been put in there. I've shared with you, I used to pray in college, Lord, bring to mind things I never studied. I'm honest to God, I prayed that. Lord, help me know things on this test that I have not studied. I mean, I, I did it. That's not how that works. But, I'm, uh, you know, what's amazing thing about our mind is if you ever hear it or see it or any of that, it's in there. It's a figuring out how to get it out. Well, when you read the Word of God, you listen to the Word of God, you meditate upon the Word of God, you, you, you may have a conversation with someone and be talking to them and a verse comes up that you need. You, man, I didn't plan that. It's just, bam, the Holy Spirit uses the Word in your life to minister to them. But you got to have it in you to recall it. So we need to get into the Word. So prayer brings us into knowledge of God's will. The purpose of prayer is not for us to move God. This is there in your notes. To move God, change His mind, or instruct Him. It is for us to know the mind of the Lord and to be in conformity to His will. And that's where we want to get to. Everything in our life ought to be, I want to please God. Well, how do I please God? I'll obey Him. If, if I love Him, I'll, I'll keep His commandments. That's what the Scriptures say. So if I'm going to keep His commandments, I need to know His commandments. So we get into the Word of God, and then we spend time praying. And I pray, Lord, Lord, illuminate Your Word to me as I read it. Show me something today. I love conversations with Randy Dixon. I look back there. Um, I don't know who you, you just made me think of. There was, it's just so cool back there, huh? Santa Claus. Well, you're the cool Santa Claus with his glasses, man. And I, I just look back. But I love conversations I have with Randy because Randy's a student of God's word. And when we, have, when we get together and talk, it's not flippant conversation. It's Man, Randy's telling me stuff. He's showing, man, this is what I saw here. This is what I saw. Man, this and God's showing me this. And I love those conversations. This is about God's word. And he's seeking God's word. He's praying, Lord, show me something from your word. And as he shows it, you know, when there's something that he reveals in his word, then, then we submit ourselves to that. And we go, all right, Lord, I got to deal with that because I've got a problem. I have, you know, gossip. Oh, that's in here? I'm not supposed to gossip or, or murmur. Or backbite, or mm, I, I'm supposed to forgive? Well, Lord, you don't know what that person did to me. Oh, you do know. Oh, and you know what I did to you. Oh, okay. So I need to deal with it. So God deals with us through that. All right, so that's James chapter 4. Now, B, Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything. I love the King James there because it says be careful for nothing. The word is careful, and, and it's not the same way we use the word careful. We go careful, you know, you're being careful. I'm going to be careful as I go down the stairs. Being careful is not being full of care, and it's the same idea as, as, as being anxious. So the, 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 the two, but I love that. I love that wording. Be careful for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Boy, there's a great prescription here for how we should pray. Prayer is it really this is the prayer. It's adoration. It's as we, as we worship him through prayer. That's prayer. Supplication. You know, those needs. What are the needs that we, we have in our life? Those things, bringing them before God. With thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. 
Now, the promise here is in the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. It's another great line of Scripture, is that the peace that comes from this, when we take the prescription He's given us in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, we often go, we, we go, Lord, and we pass right by the worship and the adoration. We go right into supplication. We forget about thanksgiving and we move right in again to our request. It's a whole laundry list of Lord, do, 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 give, give, give. Oh, me. I mean, that's where, that's, if we're going to be honest, that's where a lot of us can be with prayer because we don't take the time we need to pray when, we, when we're praying. We start off, it should be prayer, which is that time of worship. We should adore the Lord. We should spend time just heaping adoration on our Savior. And on our God, prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. When we do that, and then the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. And, and so, man, it's just, there's a peace that comes with that. So you're anxious, you want peace. He tells us right here in the Word of God how we can have that peace in our lives. It's through worship. We worship Him in prayer. We bring our supplications. We bring thanksgiving. We list those requests to Him. We spend that time, and when we do that, we are communing with God, and it says He brings peace that passes all understanding. It surpasses all understanding. So I can't even comprehend the peace that He brings. That's what it's saying if you've ever experienced that I have it's incredible it's incredible the first time I've shared this and and I don't think it's a secret people that know me laugh but I'm a shy person by nature I really am I'm I'm a I don't know if I'm an introvert but I'm a very reserved person I'm probably more insecure than I'm not insecure so if I gotta say if I'm insecure or not yeah I'm probably an insecure person as a younger person, very insecure about public speaking, very insecure about being up in front of people. Um, and y'all know my history, and I, I can track it. I see a lot of that. Fifth grade, I was giving speeches. I was a president of our fifth grade. I was president of the 4-H. I had to give speeches and presentations. And from fifth grade to, to ninth grade, everything changed. And the stuff that happened to me changed. And I went from being a very outward, outgoing, confident ch- kid to being a very insecure kid. And I gained weight, and then I became more self-conscious and all that, and became very, very introverted. So when the Lord was calling me to ministry, and, and at that time I was, I, was, I was given an opportunity to preach on a Sunday night in our church. And this was going to be the first time ever preaching. And I knew, I don't know, I think it was about three months ahead of time. And every time I thought about that time that I'm going to, three months away, I'd just get sick at my stomach. Anybody ever get butterflies? Anybody, y'all know what I'm talking about? You get, raise your hand if you get butterflies. All right, how many of you have ever had pterodactyls? That's what I had. I didn't get butterflies. I got pterodactyls, and they don't fly in formation, so they're all over the place. So I would have all this trouble. But what I found is is every time I I took this verse, and every time I got that anxiety and that fear, I prayed. I probably have never prayed in a three-month period of my life the way I prayed then. But every time I felt that anxiety, I would stop and pray. And it was amazing because when I would pray, the Lord would give me peace. And I remember sitting right there, not here, but in that church, which was very similar, sitting right over there. And before I went up to to preach that night, I thought, Lord, my mouth, I'm going to open my mouth and nothing's going to come out. I was so scared, but I prayed even then, right before I came up. And God gave me peace. 
And so this scripture is true. And if you've ever experienced that, it's a great, great thing when we experience that peace of God that surpasses all understanding. But if we don't pray, he hadn't promised to give us that. That's through prayer that that peace comes in our life. So a proper prayer life brings peace and tranquility to our heart and mind. C, Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 through 11, and Matthew 6, 8. Matthew 7, beginning of verse 7 says, Ask, and it will be given you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. Or what man is there among you, if his son asks for bread, will give, will give him a, a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? I, 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 I find this so fascinating, the language there. You know, if your son asks you for, for bread, would you give him a, a rock? You know, if your son asks you for a fish, would you, would you, I mean, I could see somebody doing that as a practical joke, but we wouldn't do that in seriousness. Give your, you're going to give him a snake? When, he, when he's asked for a fish, you're going to do it? And he says, if you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? I mean, it was great, it was a great promise there. Come before God, ask him. You know, and I, I think we often get caught up in the, um, Lord, I, I want that Magnum P.I. red Ferrari. I mean, that's really, if I, if I could have a car, I'll take that or a, a brand new white Dodge Challenger fully loaded. I'd take that. If somebody wants to give me one of those, I mean, I wouldn't turn it down. Uh, but that's not the way we should pray. It's not praying that way. Maybe, maybe what he's saying is, why don't you pray for peace? Why don't you pray for holiness in your life? Why don't you pray for a forgiving spirit? Why don't we pray according to his will and pray that these things that he wants for us in our in our sanctification, in our growth. And as we pray and we seek those things, He's going to answer those things. As we seek holiness in our life, as we knock on that door for a closer relationship with Him, He's going to answer that. He's going to allow that. Verse uh, Matthew 6, 8 says, Therefore, do not be like them, for your Father knows the things you have need of before you ask Him. So, man, in Matthew 6, He said, even before you ask, the Lord knows. And that's not saying you don't need to pray about it. But... You know, sometimes we, we pray over and over and over and over and over again for something we don't even need. We're bringing things to God, and he's going, why are you asking for that? I'm not giving you that. That's silly. So we need to line our prayer life up with what, with what God would have. So humble, dependent prayer to God gives God the opportunity to prove himself to us and dem demonstrate his faithfulness and loving kindness to us. Uh, that's how the Lord works. That's how he works. D, Psalm 50, 15. Call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you and you shall glorify me. God uses difficulties in our lives to draw us close to him in prayer so that, so that he can prove to us that he is our sufficiency in every need. Now, I would have people that would question, well, then, you know, you get sick. Well, where's God in that when you died? Yeah, I, look, I got COVID. I still think I had COVID a year ago in January. I still, the symptoms were very similar. I think I had it. And I know I had it because we tested. I know we had it in June. And, and I don't want it. I don't want it again. But I'll tell you, if I had died, God didn't abandon me. 
God didn't abandon me. He, he, he's, he's right there. God uses difficulties in our lives to draw us close to him in prayer so that he can prove to us that he is our sufficiency in every need, even and especially in death. He is our sufficiency. He is all that we need. There is nothing else in this life that I need. And death will reveal that. I'm not taking anything with me. What's, let's see. Everybody has little things that are like your favorite things, right? So you, 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 you might have a, anybody got some collectibles or something? I'm trying to think what would be my favorite. What's my most valuable? I'm telling you, the older I get, stuff just don't matter. It just doesn't matter. I've got a, uh, I got a Joe Montana rookie card. If anybody knows anything about football, Joe Montana, I mean, I used to say he was the greatest. I can't argue that anymore. But I got a, I've got his rookie card. I've got it put, put away. At one time, that was worth about $700. I don't think it's worth that now. But, but um, there's no demand now. But that was one of my favorite things. Um, do you know what's my Davy Allison autographed baseball? You think, he was a race car driver. Why was he signing baseballs? I don't know, but he did. And I've got one. Uh, that's one of my favorite things. My Herschel Walker jersey that's hanging on my wall. If you've been in my office, you've seen my Herschel Walker jersey. That, but I'm telling you, all of that is going to burn up, and it could, could burn up tonight as far as I care. It doesn't mean anything. Because the only thing I need, when I, when I draw my last breath here, the only thing that matters is Christ. And he is more than sufficient. He provides everything I need. Because as I said before, you know, he's either in those situations. And I talked about this with Florence. He was holding her hand and he was either going to walk through the fire with her and bring her safely through the other side. Or he walked, and we know now, he walked right with her, holding her hand right through the valley of the shadow of death. Because death is not, I mean, it's real, but death is not real for the believer. All that touches us is not real death. All that touches the believer is the shadow of death. That's why it's the valley of the shadow of death. It's just a shadow. It's, we, we have the appearance of death. But we don't die. We just, I mean, it's like Star Trek. We're going to get beamed out of here. Beam me up. Because you're going to go, you're going to go, you're going to go from here to eternity. You, there is no, you're not going to sleep for a hundred years. You're going to go from here to in the presence of God. Amen. I believe that. I, I'm, I'm, you know, well, they say, I ain't ready to jump. I ain't, I ain't ready to sign up today, tonight. I'm not, but if the Lord takes me tonight, that's okay. All right? I'm ready. He is sufficient. In this process, God brings us to a point of, of blessing and understanding that our only real need in life is Jesus Christ and that his grace is truly sufficient for us. Whatever we go through, and I look at, you know, Gina and I have been talking, you know, we're getting older and, and she's a lot older than me. And uh, <laughs> it's so good that she's quiet, you know. So, y'all ought to hear her at home, though. It's now I joke with Gina all the time about, you know, I'm six years older than her, and I always joke about 
her being six years older than me, but she's the older one. And I say, well, chronologically, you know, we, I might be older, but, you know, biologically, whatever your age. But we're getting older. I mean, she's having trouble with her back, so I'm messing with her about that. And I say, you're breaking down and getting decrepit. And uh, my knee is killing me. So I got out and worked in the yard Saturday, and all week I've been hobbled. So I'm going, I'm going to go get it checked finally because I'm a man. You know, that's what we do. So a year later, five years later, I'm going to get my knee checked. Um, but I, I, we've been blessed. And I look around, and, and anytime I want to feel sorry for myself, I, 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 think, of, I think of Nick Vujicic. Anybody know that name? Nick Vujicic is the, the little preacher guy from, I think he's from Australia maybe, or South Africa. He was born with no arms and no legs. All he has is he calls it his little chicken wing or his little drumstick, I think he calls it. And I saw him years ago, man, and he was just, he's just an incredible guy. And he's gotten married. I mean, they had video of him playing soccer. The man has no legs and no arms. He swims. He plays soccer. He's married now. He has children. I mean, he's just, you talk about overcoming, and I go, uh, I, I don't have problems. And if, if I get, listen, if I get cancer tomorrow, I find out I got cancer, and in three months I'm dead, I have no complaints because God has been good to me. I've been very, very blessed. And we ought to all be thankful tonight because, I mean, the fact that we can be here tonight, there's, there's some that can't. There's some that would give anything to be here tonight. And uh, we should thank the Lord that we have the health I, I know, I know, John Wayne down here. He's he he he's thankful. Your back's better now than it's been, and, and every little thing. Amen. You praise the Lord for it. And I, amen. Prayer works. So we learned we learned to just trust the Lord. He is sufficient. Whatever. I think of I think of um, Watchman Nee sitting in a prison cell for the last twenty years of his life, and we go, how in the world is that fair? The Lord never said anything about fair. He said, my grace is sufficient for you. Now, I, I pray I don't have to spend the last 20 years of my life in prison. But, but I believe Watchman Nee would have come out of prison had he could and said, you know what? God was faithful and his grace was sufficient. And we've heard testimonies of people who've been through prison, people who've been tortured, and God's grace is sufficient. And when we go through those things, you know, people who've been through those things, the martyrs are going to sit closer to the Lord than than, than we'll, we'll ever even imagine. Because, I mean, there's, there's, a, there's a price some people have paid and will pay that we may not. Now, we may. Uh, uh, where we're at right now, things are looking like, whoo, where's it going? And it's going there quickly, but where is it going? Uh, so when you think about Paul and the, and the thorn in the flesh, the thorn in his flesh in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and how God used that in his life. And Paul came to a place where he said, your grace is sufficient. And if I have to live with this thorn in the flesh, I'll live with this thorn in the flesh and I'll rest in your grace. And that's where we have to get to. And, and whatever the Lord has allowed in our life or brought in our life, I don't think it means we, we shouldn't, we, we, we're not allowed to pray that it be taken away or it be healed. But you know what? If it's not, His grace is sufficient. I've lived 53 years with this face. His grace is sufficient. How in the world I married that Gina was willing to marry me, I don't know. God's grace is sufficient. 
Her eyesight's not real good, but don't tell her anything, okay? Psalm 40, verse 1, E here, E. The ultimate purpose of prayer is communion with God. And we, we've really already talked about that. The importance is we read the Word of God. We, 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 are, we are hearing from Him. And when we pray, we are communing with Him. It's so important that we spend that time uh, in prayer and communing. So uh, Psalm 41, I, wait, I waited patiently for the Lord, and He inclined to me and heard my cry. In the spirit of prayer, we enter, to enter, enter into spiritual intimacy with the Lord and we're able to sense his presence in our lives. Prayer is so important, folks. Uh, Claire and I, she's not watching. She may come back and watch these later. But Claire and I have had some great conversations. And, and I left there a couple weeks, couple weeks ago, maybe a couple weeks ago. I left there in, prayer, in tears, really. Because here was Claire, sick as she could be. Still feeling just terrible at that point. Rob is on a vent just maybe, maybe 40 yards from her, if that far, maybe not that far. And yet she can't see him. She can't get over there to see him. Uh, all, that that's, all that's going on, and Claire is, is laying in her bed, and she's reading the Word of God, and she's spending time praying, and she's talking um, to him, talking to the Lord, and she's listening and all I'm, I'm just going to, her testimony, she can share what she wants to share. But I know what she's told me, that God is doing things, has done things in her heart and in her life through this. And, and she went, you know what? It, it, I w- it wouldn't have happened if I weren't here. Just amazing. And I'm going, man, so here, here you, 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 all that's going on, and I'm, folks, I mean, she's, she's wanted to thank y'all, so I'll say thank you to her, to y'all for her, for your prayers, for her. I know she's very appreciative of that. Um, Claire's a very private person, uh, but I tell you what, she loves this church, and she loves the Lord, and she loves you guys, and um, I can't wait till she's back and just see what, see what we see. But, but it, it's amazing when you see God working. It's a Romans 8, 28 moment. It causes all things to work together for good. Amen? Amen. So listen, prayer. So we were talking about prayer, and she said, what are people praying when they pray? What are they praying when they pray for, for me? She was asking that today. She said, what are people praying? She said, I don't want people to pray selfish prayers. I want them to pray God's will. And that's what we were talking about. She's like, you know, I want God's will to be done, whatever that is. So when you pray, pray God's will be done. And, and pray for the spiritual. We often pray for the physical. God, heal me, heal them, heal that, do this, give them money, they need that, whatever. And we so few times pray the spiritual. Perhaps the reason they're going through a health situation is because God's working in their heart spiritually. There's something that he's teaching. We need to pray for the spiritual that we learn and we grow because when you get something, then you testify of that. I learn and I grow through that as well when we allow God to do the work. Amen? All right. Well, we almost got done. I mean, we got through a whole four points, I think. So I'm praying about... 
I hate to ever say this because I feel like then I'm almost obligated. Nah, I'm not going to tell you. Nah, I better tell you. Y'all kill me if I don't tell you. All right, I'm praying about, about teaching through, uh, through prophecy, teaching through some prophecy, some end time stuff. I'm not the greatest student there, but it's an opportunity for me to, 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 to get better and to learn more and... Uh, I don't know what that will be. We did a little bit when we're doing through the doctrines. We've talked about end times, but we would go deeper. And I don't know if I'd go verse by verse through Revelation. We may highlight through Revelation, look, go back into the Old Testament prophets. Um, you know, look at what the Lord had to say. You know, I go back to what the Lord had to say, and boy, you read that and you look at where we're at today, and there's so much there. I just go, Lord, I think any time the Lord could come back, and He could. But I don't know. I don't, I don't have, I don't know what his plan, I don't know how this is going to, it may be another hundred years. We may not live, but I just personally, I think the Lord's going to come in our lifetime. So I think, um, y'all pray with me on that. And if the Lord leads that way, then we'll begin that in a few weeks on Wednesday nights, walking through the end times. Okay? All right, any questions, comments, anything before we dismiss tonight? <clears throat>